Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to The Full Ratchet. On today's investor story segment, the experts weigh in on the characteristics, personality traits, and behaviors that they see in the most remarkable and successful entrepreneurs. Here's the special segment called Exceptional Founders. On today's special segment, we have Samil Shaw of the Haystack Fund. Samil, have you had the pleasure of working with or investing in an exceptional founder? If so, can you talk about what made that entrepreneur so great and highlight the aspects that make founders exceptional? Yeah, I would say the CEO of Instacart, uh, Apoorva Mehta. Um, when I look back on the emails of when I asked to invest in the company, they're like embarrassing um, <laughs> because I was asking him all these questions and I just started investing. So I think it was like my third investment. But having observed him before then and now, he's extremely technical. He's extremely data-driven. He's obsessive about company culture. He's very focused in terms of like having a plan and just executing on it. Like he just doesn't get distracted by other stuff. He's willing to do kind of crazy work. Like I think Trader Joe's in the beginning told Instacart to buzz off and they went and hired a contractor to buy every SKU in Trader Joe's and they set up an ad hoc photo studio and they took a picture of every item inside Trader Joe's. Wow. And then when he adds to his executive team, rolls out other cities, like I remember asking him, like, how are you going to roll out the other cities? Or are you going to move there? He's like, no, it'll all be software. He's like, eventually in the future, if someone opens up Memphis, I don't even meet them. They go to Memphis, they open up the page, and the software walks them through how to set up the city. And then also just like the fundraising prowess, like he, he just knows how to tell a very crisp long-term story to investors that he's always had more money offered to him than he's ever taken. So he's just an elite, you know, has the potential for an elite player. On today's special segment, we have Sergio Guerreri of Tech Coast Angels. Sergio, have you had the pleasure of working with or investing in an exceptional founder? And if so, can you talk about what made that entrepreneur so great and unique? Of course. So again, I like to go back to the Savara story. And again, a strong company starts with a strong CEO. So the CEO of Savara is uh, Rob Neville. And the reason why I think he's been so successful so far is because, first of all, his personality, 
he's definitely very knowledgeable. He reads a lot. Even if life science is not necessarily his background, you could never tell. You need to spend hours and hours or weeks with him to understand that his original maybe expertise was in software. You could never tell. So he's very knowledgeable about the space. Very surprising for somebody coming from a different industry. But he's also very charismatic, but at the same time, trustworthy. So charismatic sometimes comes with the mask, with appearance. He is somebody who's very genuine. He really cares about his patients because he's developing, of course, a drug for cystic fibrosis patients. Also, he cares about his shareholders. He, you know, if you hear him talk, he always talks about what's in interest of his shareholders. His morals and ethics are very, very strong. And that's his person. He always says a very clear plan that is ready to be executed. However, that's not enough because you could have a beautiful plan. But your plan, sometimes you hear your plan doesn't necessarily is going to hold when actually you end up encountering your enemy, which is real life or your real customers or your, in this case, your real patient. So he is really excellent in terms of risk management. Again, because there will be a rainy day. So what do you do when it rains? So he always, what I like about him, he always has a plan B and sometimes even plan C. So he wants to have multiple options so that one or the other is going to work. We don't know which one, but one or the other. Hopefully, it's going to be plan A. But if plan A doesn't work, we have other options. And then his communication skills are just really, really outstanding. But verbal skills, written skills, is very diligent. He will spend hours and hours with individual shareholders. And by the way, because the company has been so successful, I believe by now has probably hundreds of shareholders, a very large number of angel investors. But that's not it. He's got a lot of skin in the game. What that means is that he invested in Savara even before he became their CEO. So he had invested hundreds of thousands of dollars of his own cash when he became CEO. And then another factor which is important is uh, his of success. So he was actually able to sell his previous company for over $100 million with a single round of angel financing of only $2 million. So basically that venture resulted in a 27x return for their investor. So that was a great story and I think he's uh, the best CEO. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Gil Pancina. 
Gail, have you had the pleasure of working with or investing in an exceptional founder? And if so, can you talk about what made that entrepreneur so great and unique? Gosh, there's so many. Um, yeah. So I met with Slava at Indiegogo yesterday, and he was walking me through the company's values and mission statement about, you know, they're, they're a fundraising company. They help you raise money for almost anything. They had the first crowdfunded baby where a woman raised $10,000 for IVF and they have movies and art and music being fundraised and really cool electronics toys and drones and all kinds of stuff. And what I found fascinating about Slava's description was how early in the process they had missions and value statements. A lot of startups I work with, they find a customer need, they develop a product, they iterate, they iterate, they iterate, there are 100 people and they're like, wait a minute, we have all these people and they don't know what we're about. Whereas for Slava, I think the mission was sort of core to what Indiegogo was trying to do and has been embedded in the company for a really long time. And you could say the same thing about, you know, Reid Hoffman at LinkedIn, who when he started said, it's about the network, right? It's about your relationships. People like Reid uh, and I and others spend lots of time helping people and connecting people and trying to keep our, our net social network, our business network. Uh, active. And Reed's whole point was, we're all doing this. If we could do it simpler and faster and easier, maybe more people could benefit from this because they could, you know, find a simple way to do it. So, you know, he had that mission early on of, you know, what is his idea of what he wanted to do. And I think that's very powerful. There are other entrepreneurs that are just more execution focused and they're like, I will run over people. I will, you know, like, don't like, like, I'm just going to keep doing and doing and doing. And I, you know, my joke is we throw spaghetti against the wall and we just see what sticks. And then we throw more spaghetti, we throw more spaghetti. And all we do is, you know, (laughs) throw spaghetti. And so I love people like that too, because they have this drive and this grit and this inability to give up. And, and my favorite quote on that one was uh, actually, I was at a conference talking on a panel with, with Craig Newmark from Craigslist. And some reporter asked him afterwards, Craig, how do you how do you account for your amazing overnight success? And he looked at the reporter and he said, five years later, I'm an overnight success. (laughs) And when I talked about him with it with him afterwards, and I've since talked to another number of entrepreneurs like that, you can hear this consistent story of like, I worked for years in the desert. No one cared about what I did. My mom was embarrassed to tell people what I did. My friends thought I was lame. I got all this negative feedback from year after year after year. And then overnight, something happened, and I was a genius. And, like, I haven't changed, and what I do every day hasn't changed, and my company hasn't changed. What changed? And to some degree, just sitting here in this interview, I feel a little bit like that, too. Right. I'm still doing all the same things I was doing last year and the year before. But last year I was doing it. 2013, I was doing it largely by myself. And today I'm doing it with 2000 people. And what I'm doing hasn't changed. Yeah, it's kind of like when the startup becomes a success, then everyone gets it and everyone all of a sudden is on board. But before nobody believes it, and nobody even acknowledges. Yeah, it's worse than that. Right. So during that time in the wilderness and the desert, everyone tells you you're an idiot. Yep. I mean, like, what a dumb idea. You know, who would ever do that? that? You know, like, 
it's so easy. Nine people are going to copy you. And you go, wait a minute, I'm confused. You told me it's stupid. And then you told me nine people are going to copy me. Which is it? And the answer a lot of times is both. Um, but And it's literally an exercise in, in grit and determination and inability to give up in the face of very clear signals from the universe that what you're doing is a bad idea. Um, and you just keep doing it because you believe. No, it was Sam Altman, maybe, that said that all the best ideas are black swans in the beginning? Yeah, well, because, you know, the obvious ideas are obvious. Lots of people go do them. That will wrap up this installment of Investor Stories. Head over to thefullratchet.net to leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter, or find resources discussed on any of the episodes. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for listening.